and welcome to Baguette Baguette. I'm TK, Terry Kaufman, an American living in France for the last 22 years. And I'm Marie-Aude Merigui, born in Paris, and well, I've been living here my whole life. We wanted to make a podcast about everything we love about France. French food, French music, French culture, you name it. Enjoy the episode! Bonjour and bienvenue. My name is TK Terry Kaufman, and I'm very happy to be here with Mériode Mériguet. Hi, Mériode. Hi, Terry. Hello, I'm Mériode, and I'm very happy to be here. Exactly. Well, we have something on the plan for today that's so much fun. It's a, a film called Un air de famille. And, you know, sometimes French cinema, it's, it's really just so great. It can be so touching. And sometimes I really don't understand what's going on. And then sometimes it's also just super uncomfortable. And this movie is all of that. It's really kind of an uncomfortable masterpiece, if we could say that. And when I wanted to do a podcast about French things, uh, this is one of the first things that came to my mind. Can you tell us a little bit about this film, Meriode? Yes, well, this film was released in 1996, and it was directed by a French director called Cédric Clapiche. Uh, and it was written, it's a huge part of what it became. It was written by Jean-Pierre Bacry and Agnès Jaoui, uh, who are very famous screenwriters, French screenwriters and playwriters, um, who were also acting in the movie. Who star in the movie as well. So, An Air de Famille, uh, just the title, I guess in, in English we would say like a family resemblance, maybe something like that. It uh, yeah, that was actually the official international title for the movie, Family Resemblances. Yeah. Okay. And does that title in French, does it make you think about anything else? Well, yeah, it like, it sounds like a pun, you know, like uh, un air in French could say resemblance when we say that someone has an air de famille. It also means a tune. So, and it, to me, it goes well with what occurs in the story of this movie, because there's some kind of a special, very French, uh, to me, tune and tone to this movie. So to me, it's like a very interesting pun. Yeah. And I think it's also because it also seems like it seems like a family, but is it really? I think that's that question as well. The plot is so basically the plot is pretty simple. It's a middle class French family um, in the suburbs of Paris who are getting together to have dinner and celebrate one of the person's birthdays. And but it's a real, real work about uh, relationships. So why did we want to do this one? Well, I think that we picked this movie because it is so French in many different and very rich and interesting ways. As you said earlier, there's, you have all the contrasts of what makes um, a piece of art something that will be both touching and awkward and yes. <laughs> disturbing, yet very compelling. And it has all of this. And to me, this is something that is very French in the French cinema. Um, it's kind of a dramatic comedy and it definitely has a French touch, which I'm happy to discuss here with you. <laughs> it's true. It is very funny, but it's, very, oh, it's, it's kind of cringy as well. How about you, Terry? What, why did you want to talk about this one? In the beginning, when I first watched this movie, I think I had just arrived in France, in fact. And I remember sitting down with my wife and watching this movie and being stressed out. It really stressed me out because there's people yelling at each other for two hours. And I used to use it as the example of French movies, like, oh my gosh, I just can't take it, you know, because it's so it's so powerful. And I really wanted to come back to this movie to see if my relationship with the movie had changed. And I'm really so glad I did. I had like a wonderful time with my wife. We watched uh, this movie and we would stop like every 15 minutes and just talk about what's going on in the film. And I feel that that's really rare these days. And just to 
have a really interesting conversation. It's so well written and so well done. Um, so I think maybe what we should do is, is is delve into it. This movie was was very successful when it came out in 1996. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Originally, it was a, a, a play uh, written by Agnès Jaoui and Jean-Pierre Bacry. Um, and it was a, quite of a success. And it was adapted into a movie with the exact same cast as in the play. So we have the same actors oh, okay. in the movie as we had in the play, as I read. Yeah. Um, and with a director that at the time was starting to... Uh, to have a name to be recognized for his work, Cédric Capiche, and he and with this movie he was like he got recognition for good, and then after it he had a huge of he had a lot of successes after this movie as well, and yeah, so. The, yeah, he's also very well known, uh, Cédric Capiche, for uh, probably his most famous is uh, Auberge Espagnole. Yeah, and it's a trilogy, yeah, Le Berge Espagnol, Les Poupées Russes, uh, yeah, who was um, huge. And also, uh, bef even before Un Air de Famille, there was this movie who's in the underground pop culture, a great success for people my age, I would say, is um, Le Péril Jeune. Okay. Who was very famous. Um And so when the movie Under the Family was released, it was it was a huge success. Uh, 2.5 million people have seen it when it was released in the theaters, um, which is huge. And to this day, this movie remains one of the most famous and um, applauded movies of the French cinema of the last three decades, if not more. <laughs> Definitely. It won a lot of awards. It won three uh, César, which are kind of like the French Oscars, I would say. And it was nominated for three others. Um, the people who won were two was uh, Daroussin, who plays the the, um, the barman. Um, Catherine Fro, who plays, I would say, the, the, the housewife. Uh, and it also got Best Original Screenplay, um, which was a, really a fantastic screenplay. I think we'll talk a little bit more about that. So yeah, basically, you have a great director uh, surrounded with great actors and a great text. And normally, that makes for a pretty great movie, which is definitely the case here. Yes. And you have, um, yeah, the cast, the director, it's like we have all the ingredients of a great cinema, French cinema recipe. And uh, I would like to focus especially on the actors. We, we have Agnès Jaoui and Jean-Pierre Bacry, who both uh, wrote the screenplay, also play in the movie. And uh, um, they are very dear to French Uh, the French audience, because because of this movie and others that they wrote and acted in together, uh, they also were a couple at some point uh, on the personal side of uh, things. And they are, uh, I would say, not just admired, but and, but even loved by, by generally by French people. And yeah, and also maybe it's even all the more special today because it turns out that Jean-Pierre Bacry passed away recently, which maybe, I guess, adds to how precious this kind of movies will become, uh, already is, and will become in the upcoming years. But let's take a second and really talk about these two, in fact, because Bacry is, is somebody, if you watch a bit of French cinema, you're going to come across his face. And he, he's kind of interesting because he always has the same kind of a personality, it seems like, where he's like this kind of curmudgeon-y, grumpy guy, but has a heart of gold and like you you can't help but like him, but he's scary. In fact, he's very intimidating, I find, because he's always yelling. He seems like a guy that you really wouldn't want to hang around, but actually by the end of the movie, you realize, well, he's never really evil. He's never really a bad guy. He's just a complex and he's actually extremely vulnerable. He's 
extremely powerful, but he's also extremely vulnerable. And I think he's, he, he, just, he has something on screen where he, he, he's absolutely fantastic. Yes, I agree. He always turns out like maybe the one that you would rather hang out with at the end of the movie because in his yeah. grumpiness and yet his sweetness, his deep sweetness, as you say, he has something that's very true. He's like, he's the, the, the character that is true. Yes, yes. Yeah, and he's, he, he always has a love, like a really deep level of sweetness. Sometimes you have to dig very, very far to find it. But <laughs> and the other thing about and uh, Joey, who I know a bit less, but I think she's she's really kind of interesting. As I watched this movie, I was like, ah, this is you know when you when you come to France, this is the a French woman. You know, she's very kind of mysterious and dark and and temperamental and 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 beautiful and and intelligent and has all these kind of really interesting qualities. And and uh, I think she does a, a really fantastic job. And the, just the fact that these two were together and wrote this together, I find that uh, absolutely amazing. Yes, I agree. Uh, as for Agnès Jaoui, uh, she is really in this movie. She is uh, the French woman we all want to be as a French woman, I guess. <laughs> she is, as you said, she's smart, she's strong, she's independent, she's also very sweet and very loving and definitely beautiful. She has like everything mm. we want to be. And it's interesting that she wrote this part for herself in, in the 1990s. And since then, she has also expressed herself, um, the actress, um, in favor of equality, of women, of recognition. And we can already see in the character she plays in the movie, Betty, uh, that she expresses it a lot already back then. I think what's interesting as well is we talked about Charlotte Gainsbourg uh, in, in one of our previous podcasts. And in fact, her character, when you look at it, it really kind of resembles Betty. She's got the leather jacket. She's kind of totally independent, but still kind of sensitive, uh, you know, and she's quite smart, but still, you know, needing a bit, needing a bit of contact and a bit of love. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and also, um, except for this, what else do you think makes it interesting for you to talk about this movie? Well, I think, in fact, uh, we'll come back to the director. And in fact, it's kind of funny because it, it does feel a bit like a play, but I thought he did a really good job because basically it's one scene, like one set. It all takes place in a in a cafe, uh, in a kind of, you know, bar tabac uh, that uh, if we've all kind of been to this place, you can smell it. It smells like old beer and it smells like, you know, cigarettes. And, and cold you, coffee. You, yeah, and cold coffee. And you've probably been there once because you were at some metro stop, you know, outside, or you, you're some RER stop outside of Paris. You went there once and you probably would never go back, you know? because because of because of all those things and um and it just the, the set was really great and, and i found that the, the director really made some great choices great use of sound he really got a great performance out of out of the actors lots of little touches that when you notice on a second watch like for example there was one of the main characters who was always in the in the shadows until like the second half of the movie catherine Fro, and suddenly she she was completely in the shadows for the first part, half of the movie and then suddenly she pops out and there's like a lot of little touches i'm not like a you know specialist in cinema but man i just really felt like wow there's a lot more going on here than, than you can see. And then and when you do see it, you really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, I think that is very true. You know, what I love about cinema is that it is a very complete form of art that needs to gather a lot of expertise of different expertise and fields of expertise, I would say rather. And here, for example, as you said, it is uh, the, the story uh, holds in one night in one place with one set of characters that are people from the same family and that's it but you know in the kind of in the photography the light even the sound uh, the director managed to uh, keep the sense of 
what we have in a live performance, which it was originally as a play. So he, mm -hmm. we have some of it that remains in the movie adaptation and something that is really serving the story and the intrigue between the characters and which makes it very good and makes it very easy for us to get into it as uh, the audience, I would say. Definitely. And this movie is about something that maybe we've all probably experienced. It's about uncomfortable family traditions. It's about all these family trappings that we can that we can have. And the question is, um, can we really change? I think is the the real kind of subject of the movie. And, and I, I think it's a it's a great uh, it's a great question. What makes this um, so French, in your opinion? Well, I think that what makes this film so French is that it's the typical itchy comedy about complicated relationships between siblings, between um, the mother and her children, between lovers, secret love affairs, and so on and so on. Just a reminder of what the story is, is we, um, we get into this story of three brothers and sisters and their mother, who usually gather every Friday night for dinner together. And this one is special because the sister-in-law, who's the wife of the, the older brother, this is her birthday. So there is something more to this night, except that we understand that every Friday night and anyway, they will gather together. And we understand very quickly that there is something between the, between the three brothers and sisters, the mother, such as, for example, they gather in the cafe that is run by uh, the second brother, played by Jean-Pierre Jean Bacry, sorry. Um, and uh, uh, we immediately understand that there is something going on with, with his wife, who never shows up in the story. Then the you can't, you can't really you can't really blame her because who would want to come every Friday night to have dinner this in this kind of yeah. horribly oppressive atmosphere? Yeah, you know, it's like typically French. I don't know how it goes in other countries, but here in our country, it is very usual to have those kinds of routines in a family, such as the Friday night dinner, the Sunday, the Sunday. lunch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, what we see in this movie very quickly is that there are a lot of hidden things secrets and grudges between people and it seems like it's been going on for a long time and this one Friday things are gonna explode the way they should have it was like predictable because it's been going on for so long that at some point people need to explode and in a French family it at some point always happens I, I, I have a French family and I can confirm that it happens and I find it funny because you say explode, but it's actually like a, it is an explosion, but a very slowly controlled simmering explosion. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like it seems calm, but you can guess that deep down it is not that calm and, right. some, and it might at some point explode into your face. Yeah, there's there's so much going on here, and it, and I think that's really you know credit to the writing and the acting, and I, I just really enjoyed it. Like I said, with my wife, we stopped every ten minutes just to talk about you know, for example, the older brother who just basically doesn't even look at his wife. He doesn't even like oh, pull the chair out for her. He'll do it for his sister and for his mom, but his wife he doesn't even recognize her. You know, and 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 how the poor you know Bakri is just he wants to be heard, and every time he says something, just nobody listens to him. All the women in the movie look at the older brother like he's he's a genius, but in fact he's just like the number four of the company. He's not number one. You know, and he feels all this pressure to be to be so excellent, but he's not really that excellent per se. So really, it's it's just a so, such a well written movie. Yes, and I would also add that to me, what makes this movie both very good and very French 
is that it plays on a lot of contrasts and also it has a message. And the contrast is that is that it's many times over in the story, it's awkward yet touching. It's embarrassing yet very funny, very crisp. Very true. Mm. And very true. It's both very deep and heavy and very futile at some times. And in the character of Catherine Fro, the sister-in-law, for example, she's the very true and maybe, maybe she seems futile and like lightheaded. I don't know, but she's very true and very loving and because she's not caught up in the history of those siblings and the mother and what seems to be going back decades and um and something is really i found very interesting as well and very funny is that they yell a lot as you said and that is to (laughs) me very french i have never seen for example an american movie where you have awkward family dinners you have some of those in american movies for sure yet people do not yell or hardly in france people i mean the typical French character will be grumpy uh, and yelling. This is what we do, and I confirm. And I, to me, it's very familiar. And also, even we can, in the same minute, yell, being be very grumpy, and yet say something that the second after is going to be... Um, like, they do this in the movie. Like, the brother is yelling at his sister, and in the second that follows, he says something that's very touching because he, he loves her. Yeah. She's her little, his little sister, you know, and yeah, that's that's yeah. very interesting. <laughs> I think that's so funny because it's true. Like an American movie, people would ever everybody would be calm until one person just breaks and then it breaks everything. But here, it's just everybody's mm-hmm. not calm. They're all yelling at each other, and it's true that that there is, but there is this kind of slimmer of hope. It's not an American size like super serving of of love and hope. It's just a little tiny slimmer, a little tiny you know silver lining of hope, and and but you feel it, you know, you really do feel it. So I think that is the thing that makes it so French. Is that yes, there is a there. I think in France, it's okay to yell a little bit and you know and to highlight you know i guess you can say and that's the, the french word for kind of you know i don't know how would you say how would you explain rally uh, in english i couldn't find rally rally is the word that abides to french the french archetype um i am someone that rally com- a lot uh, <laughs> so i really? would confirm i, I, wouldn't say I am yeah it's kind of like complaining um, <laughs> yeah i don't know it's like complaining but in a very noisy there's just some kind of a, a sound that is yeah like this like it's not just complaining of ooh i'm not happy it's like the french is like it's a protest it's a protest it's a kind of protest um uh, of ranting, I don't know. Yeah. I, I yeah, found yeah. just grumpy in the dictionary. I just could find grumpy as a translation, but I, it's not exactly this. Yeah, but I, I think it is. It is extremely French. I think we need to discover more about this this word uh, because yeah. it, is, it is it is the thing. <laughs> So, so listen, if, if Raleigh is the word to really kind of describe this movie in particular and it's and kind of like its masterpiece, um, is there, in your opinion, an equivalent in the U.S.? I would first say that there is no equivalent whatsoever anywhere in the world yet. In the U.S., I remember seeing a movie called August Osage Kandi with Meryl Streep playing the mother, Julia Roberts playing, as I remember, the youngest sister that comes back from being away for a long time, Juliette Lewis and other very great actors. And it is all the, the, the main part of the movie is about this family gathering. Uh, so they're around a table together and you can feel very soon into the story that there are a lot of gr- old grudges, old mm. family and very deep and, and serious family secrets that you can tell will explode before the end of the movie. And this is what happens. I'm telling you that this is like big secrets, family secrets. 
<laughs> That's crazy. I've never heard of that movie. It's got Meryl <laughs> Streep and, and Julia Roberts. I've never heard of it before. Uh, for me, in fact, it's The Royal Tannenbaums, which is a fantastic movie. It's a very, very funny movie. It's not yeah. as deep and, and biting uh, because in a way, like the main characters of the, of the Royal Tannenbaums aren't really everyday people. And here they really are everyday people, a bar owner, a businessman, the little sister who who gets a job from her brother. You know, th- those are those are real people. Um, and The Royal Tannenbaums is a, is a real classic and it's, it's super artistic in the way it's designed with the colors and the music. It's all fantastic. And and this one as well is, is, uh, is a great movie as well. So I think the closest comparison is kind of the Royal Tannenbaums. Uh, yes, I like this comparison very much, actually, because, of course, the Royal Tannenbaums have the, in the tone of what Wes Anderson does as a director, for sure. So it's a huge difference um, with the movie we're talking about here on Air de Famille. Also, the, the actors and things like this. Yet, um, I thought that Royal Tannenbaums, you have a lot of complicated things going on and old secrets and everything just as we have in an air de famille and at some point it's like we will never get out of it they will we fear for the characters that they will never get out of the complications of their family life and at some point it seems like also in the meantime possible they've been doing this for years and they could go on like this for years without Mm -hmm. any explosion of any kind you know so it's it's very much alike i guess and it's, I think it's kind of funny because I was looking to find an equivalent of, of, of Jean-Pierre Mercri because he's such a kind of quintessential French actor. And I couldn't really find a, a, an American or English actor who kind of could could be comparative, except for maybe Gene Hackman, who plays the father in, in Royal Tannenbaums. And he's the only person who kind of plays that kind of grumpy guy who's still very touching and, and, and still very human. Yeah. Um, but he's the only person I could find, in fact. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess it's a very good idea. I so can think of um, with a... Um, it's a very American version it would be jeff bridges because jeff bridges i say american version because jeff bridges does in no way look like jean-pierre bacri um yet he looks to me from my french point of view he looks very american like his tall guy big blue eyes blonde locks and he's he has a very strong um uh, a character presence in a strong presence yeah. he's like he speaks his w- words and he can be very grumpy yet very touching at the same time there's something in his eyes just as Jean-Pierre Bacry which makes yeah, us yeah. think oh no he's like a very deep down he's a nice guy but he just says what he thinks exactly the way he thinks it so he doesn't take care of the way he will say it but he says it yeah good, good choice um, what, what was your favorite part of this movie finally um, in this kind of movie, what I like the best is when it finally explodes, if, if finally something happens, because it is built in a way that for um, a certain amount of time in the movie, nothing seems to be going on. You just see people that are complicated in their relationships together. And, and it's, as you said, kind of calm. Uh, it goes slowly and and you're waiting for it to come at you, you know? And at some point it does and, and it explodes and they, they yell, but they not just yell, they also speak out some truths that are very awkward and you're like, it's like you've been invited to a friend's house on Sunday, for example, and um, in spite of what you wanted, you witness 
um, a f yeah, an explosion of a very uh, intimate family secrets and problems and grudges. And you have the sense that, ooh, this is not the place for me. I should not be witnessing this. <laughs> Yet you are here and you have to you go. And, hide. Yeah. And you have to stay <laughs> till the end. And that's what happens in the movie. And at some point, since I have to stay till the end, I will take pleasure into witnessing this explosion of people finally saying what they have to say in very awkward ways. And I think it's funny because there's a, there's a character that we haven't at all talked about who's played by Jean-Pierre Daussan. And he's kind of like this witness that we are. You know, he's the, he's the employee of Jean-Pierre Bacry, who's the bar owner. He's kind of just the, the bartender. And he's always there. He's getting insulted by everybody. <laughs> and he is that kind of witness for us. And he, he, I think he does a really great job. I think I've already talked about um, Catherine Fro, who just entirely steals the movie. She's kind of a Lisa Kudrow uh, could play her, this role, with which kind yeah. of very pretty and very calm and, and that same kind of ditzy, not so smart, but then it's very human and very genuine and really the only person who actually cares about other people yeah. and she really steals the, this last half of the movie yeah. but for me I think my favorite thing is there's this stupid dog um, <laughs> in this movie that gets gets all the affection of the film of all the characters in the film goes to this kind of paraplegic dog <laughs> that just sits there and does nothing and it's kind of like this dog is a representation of this this family which is just it used to be beautiful and then it just just now it just sits there and it's paralyzed it's just a horrible it just seems like a horrible parallel i think that's that's so well done um is there anything missing from this movie or is it maybe possible not to like this film well yes it is possible not to like this film uh, first because i think people have different tastes so yeah it is always possible i mean i like to question the fact that some something is um is applauded uh by the majority as a huge great thing you should be seeing i like to question this kind of reaction and have my own point of view so i would advise this as well for this movie it's not because it's been um a success and it is still it's now become a classic in the french cinema um that you have to love it i mean there is a certain rhythm uh the type of dialogues might be something you're not into and that is okay <laughs> Yeah, totally. And if you're in the mood for like a lighthearted rom-com, like Prête Moi Ta Main, which we already talked about in a previous pod, that's definitely a lighthearted rom-com or an action movie or whatever. This is definitely not for you, <laughs> I yeah. think. And it's not an, like per se an enjoyable film, but at the same time, it is an enjoyable film. There's like real catharsis. I mean, you, exactly. you kind of... You, yeah, you, you feel pain and you feel this helplessness of these characters, but there is this finished with a light of hope, you know, and, and I think we can, we're all kind of, you know, we can identify a little bit somewhere in there. Uh, there there's a, a piece of us in all of these different characters. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. It is for sure cathartic. And um, many of, of the lines the characters say uh, do this for us because they, they speak at truths um, that denounce everything that's awkward and that was awkward in the movie, in the relationship that they have together they they speak it out loud in the end and it's like a relief and also i think that it ends very smoothly and very in a very sweet mood this story mm. so as you say it's like okay it was awkward it was difficult it was itchy i wanted to get out of it sooner than i can yet it's still okay in the end in the end what remains is that okay we're a family we're dysfunctional but we love one another and that's what we've been dealt with so we'll Make do with yeah. it. And, and maybe change is, is a possibility as well. Yeah. Um, I think if people liked this, what else should they watch? I strongly advise that you go have a look at the other movies that were written by Jean-Pierre Bacry and Agnès Jaoui, such as uh, Cuisine et Dépendance, who also was a huge success. Um, Le Goût des Autres. 
Yes, um, fantastic movie. Yeah. Maybe we could do one on, on that because I have a really good memory of that movie as well. Oh, yeah. I, I wish we could. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, also, I think about uh, and all the movies by Cédric Lapiche because for sure you will enjoy it um, if you love this one. And also, I think about other movies that have the same uh, characteristics as Un air de famille because you have one place, one time, one set of people and that's it for the whole story. Such as, for example, Le Prénom who is a very good one, um, I think. One, yeah. yeah, I would strongly advise it. It's, there is some a lot of ingredients that look like, like it's awkward, it's family things, so family grudges that come out suddenly, suddenly because they had to at some point come out. And, um, and still with a lot of great humor that can be itchy sometimes, but that's kind of, it's very French again. Yeah. Yes, I would definitely agree with Clapiche. I think he's a really talented director. We already talked about Auberge Espagnole, and there was two other films after that in the same in the same series. Um, and I would also suggest maybe uh, Chacun Cherche Son Chat, which he directed as well, which I found to be a, a good uh, a good movie. A lot of films with uh, Romain Daris, by the way. This guy. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Um, yeah. As a word of conclusion, I would say that I noted one line that to me was the quintessence of what makes this movie so French, such a good classic um, also and uh, very dear to the French public and maybe even abroad. It's this line where at some point the daughter, so Agnès Jaoui, she, her mother tells her that she speaks very rudely and sh she says to her, it's bad for a woman to, to be rude. You will never find a husband if you're rude anyway, and so on and so on. And the daughter answers, well, you know, we can be, one can be extremely rude, uh, even though they speak in a very good language. And that is mm. the, the, the essence of this movie, but also a very, of many things that are very French that you can be very posh and look on the outside very correct, but be very rude. And that's a uh, um, deep French energy of comedy that we use in a lot of comedies that are very good. Yeah, I would totally advise people to watch this movie, Anneur de Famille, directed by Cédric Clapliche and written by Jean-Pierre Bacry and Agnès Jaoui. All right, Marriott, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it was great. Thank you, because thanks to you and this podcast, I had to watch this movie again, and I enjoy, enjoyed it very much. Yeah, I did as well. Allez, à bientôt. À bientôt. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please follow us on Instagram and let us know what you love about France. Maybe it'll be our next episode. Allez, until next time, à bientôt. À la prochaine.